fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu, uh, for one more day, Glenn's back on Monday. And uh, Jeffy should be back next week, too, doing his uh, podcast. Uh, he He's... I guess he's seeing a cardiologist. If you if you missed it, Jeffy had a heart attack last week, but he's doing he's doing well this week. He's uh, uh he, he actually you can't tell that anything was wrong. He looks much better in my looks, opinion. He like I looks better. Yeah. yeah. You know how sometimes you get you feel nauseous and then you throw up and you feel a lot better. That might yeah. have been the Jeffy thing here. <laughs> Maybe been. he just needed to get that heart attack out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's possible. Maybe. And uh, so he's got a cardiology appointment on Monday and then should be back uh, doing his thing on Tuesday. So uh, we'll talk to him uh, certainly on my show on Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, which precedes this show immediately on the Blaze Radio and TV Network. And then I, I would imagine Glenn will probably have him on too, right? Wouldn't yeah. You think uh, you and Glenn will have him? I think so. In. Uh, all right. 888-727-BECK. Uh, Kevin Hart uh had some tweets that haunted him from the past in fact these it was a long past too i think it was nine years ago were they nine or ten year old tweets um i think they were around that area yeah yeah, i think they were from 2009 to 2012 or or something like that and he was scheduled to do the oscars and then these these tweets homophobic tweets um appeared and he'd already apologized for them he'd already explained them but they resurfaced and there was a big deal about it and so uh he stepped down as host of the oscars well yesterday he showed up on ellen and ellen degeneres i think is is kind of washing him clean of his tweets and this is really smart to do because obviously she's she's homosexual she's a lesbian and if you She's get her, the authority to really, on the, on the, the topic. yeah, pretty right. much. Like it seems like if you want to get an okay from someone that you're not a homophobe, mm-hmm. if you can get Ellen to say it, you, then you're clear. That I feel like that is the position our society is in. It's really smart. Like if if uh, yeah, like there's certain people. I mean, Ellen is just such a high profile person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she seems well liked. She's well liked. She seems rational. She can. Uh, she's she doesn't seem like someone who would. Uh, would just you know, give anyone an excuse, right? Like mm-hmm. she, ha- if she, she would, if she believed you and she gave you an excuse and said, "Look, you know, I know you did this a while ago. Uh, you're saying it's wrong now. I believe you. You should be reinstated or whatever." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your clearance process. I feel in the United States in 2018, where we have like probably our next president is going to be Kanye West. Let's be honest about it. <laughs> it's probably another. It's another four years of Trump and then Kanye. Mm-hmm. So in a society like that. I mean, Kanye might be running against Khloe Kardashian. That might be the matchup. So mm. in that society, I feel like Ellen is the authority that can come in and say, look, uh, you are clean. You are not. You're a homophobe. You are not. She, just the judge, jury, and executioner on this topic. And if you can get a clearance from Ellen, like you get a hall pass from, from Ellen, you, uh, you're back in the game on, on homophobic tweets. I think this is that hall pass. And here she is begging Kevin Hart to host the Oscars. So I, I called the Academy today because mm-hmm. I, I really want you to host the Oscars. I think that I was so excited when I heard they, that they asked you. I thought it was an amazing thing. I knew how important it was and how it was a dream. So I called them 
I said, Kevin's on. I have no idea if he wants to come back and host, but what are your thoughts? And they were like, oh, my God, we, we want him to host. We feel like that maybe we, he misunderstood or it was handled wrong or maybe we said the wrong thing, but mm-hmm. we want him to host. What, whatever we can do, we would be thrilled. And he should host the yeah. Mm. I hope he gets his salary doubled for it, too. Oh, man. You know this is happening. (laughs) This is why they haven't selected another host. It's it's, as you suspected, and we're saying on my show earlier, that they they knew this was coming. They knew this appearance was going to happen on Ellen, and so they've been holding out for this to happen, and now he's been washed clean and he'll they'll invite him back and he'll okay reluctantly agree and when he does his open somewhere in there he will first make a couple of jokes about himself Mm -hmm. right and then he will have some heartfelt you know what is great gays sort of monologue (laughs) and uh (laughs) and maybe it'll even feature ellen yeah may ellen might come out yeah um and then there will be some special award to represent uh gays in entertainment (laughs) <laughs> and right then, like this yes. is what we get then a singer this. who is who is a well-known gay person will come out and sing and dance or whatever they do and they will give hugs to kevin hart and tell him they yes. understand mm-hmm. and we will all need to accept it now then kevin hart will announce that he is in fact gay, gay. <laughs> god that would be a great ending that's an oscars to watch right there <laughs> that, that i would watch that i would watch yes, i would watch that. Uh, uh kevin uh, did respond or at least attempt to kind of respond to the oscars offer which is amazing first of all before we play that now we're at the point where the oscars are asking him to host again right like how did yeah one call that's from amazing. ellen DeGeneres is goes from you're fired to please wow. let him host crazy please come back sir please mm-hmm. that's an that's a lot of power that's a lot of power it really is here is kevin hart's response i think uh, that you you have said a lot of amazing things you have put a lot of things on my mind mm-hmm. and i know where our relationship stands so leaving here i'm i'm promising you i'm evaluating this conversation this is a this is a conversation i needed to have i'm glad that i had it here and i'm glad that it was as authentic and real as i could have hoped that it would be oh it's so real oh, he's let me back. assess mm-hmm. oh he's coming just back. just to sit in the space and and really think oh. and you and i will talk before anything else okay 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 that's my oh. he's hosting the oscars oh. he does it and he gets a raise yep he's that's, hosting the oscars that's amazing uh, so a couple things here first of all ellen is a comedian by tra- you know, you know, she's a. Everyone thinks she, you know, she's a talk show host, and she's been a talk show host for a million years. But she, her training is in stand-up comedy. She just did, I think it was a Netflix special. Uh, she's trying to get back in that world, and she's probably, probably, I don't know this for a fact, but probably on the right side when it comes to uh, the, you know, burning at the stake of comedians every time they make a joke people don't like. She's mm-hmm. probably on the right side of that. Comedians, even even liberal comedians who who will boycott you for if a conservative commentator says something, they'll be on the front lines of the boycott. But when it comes to comedians, they're they're very forgiving, and so that's probably mm-hmm. part of this here. Um, and I think I think that's she's probably on the right side of that genuinely, separately from the issues of you know gay issues and all that other stuff. For when it comes to a free speech issue, I'd be surprised if Ellen was on the wrong side of it yeah i would too um so i would too i think that's part of it and i think it's interesting to watch this sort of happen because you it really we are in that in that world in which the we have 
completely abandoned free uh, due process when it comes to things like this. We don't even, it's just an automatic outrage machine and we go after everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've abandoned that due process for this due process, which is, will Ellen say it's okay? Like, if Ellen says it's okay, then the guy comes back and no one cares. Like, yeah. they, they, he will not just, even be a controversial figure. And that just happened. This. Right. And I, I don't think this, he won't have any lingering side effects from this now. I, I think that's how clean she just washed him. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and again, uh, the Oscars, last year we're dealing with Oscars so white, right? Remember that? Right. The Oscars were yes. so white. So they brought in a black host. Yep. Then they fired him because he wasn't friendly enough to gaze. These people are lost amazing. In, their, in their intersectionality. They don't know what to do. <clears throat> they have absolutely no idea how to keep up with their constantly changing standards of what's okay to say and what's not okay to say. Yeah. And it is, or who's say, okay to host and yeah. who's not okay to host. It is fun to watch. It, it well, when liberals are eating their own, it is fun. To, it is fun, and and I I think that's part of the problem here. But um, but this is pretty interesting because I I think that was, I think this was all sort of decided not on the show but pre the show before the show. And this was part of the plan to get him on Ellen. And uh, I feel like I'm watching theater a little bit here. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, uh-huh. he's been fired. Oh, wait a minute. What wait, if we have to go? If you go on Ellen and you get an okay from Ellen, we'll bring you back. And she goes on. He gets, uh, and he doesn't accept it right away. He's no. going to make it. Right. He's going to think about it. I'm going to think about it in my space for a while. I'll, I'll tell you this. If you get a, <laughs> if, if the Oscars announce a special, like a, a who wants to be a host special with like all the reality TV trappings, and I think they bring back Trump to host it. <laughs> and Trump gets to give final approval to Kevin Hart. That'd That's the way this needs to end. Yes. All right. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patents stew for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let's talk about something real here. You can put off a lot of things in life. You don't have to join a gym. You can clean your gutters, but usually they will rot off your house. But here's another thing you shouldn't put off, and that is getting home security. It's your home. It's your family. It's your stuff. You want to protect it, but there's always something holding you back. And most likely, it's the idea of paying an awful lot of money or paying a middleman and being indebted forever. It also could be the fact that they want you to schedule a six-hour installation window. You don't have time for that. Simply Safe Home Security has gotten rid of... Of all of those reasons not to get home security. And I'm about to tell you how to save a ton, too. These guys are really great. They don't have any contracts. There's no wiring. There's no markup. There's no installation windows. Just professional quality home security with 24-hour professional monitoring. Now you can save hundreds on Simply Safe with their extended holiday sale. Just go to simplysafebeck.com to get this great offer at simplysafebeck.com. Save on home protection today, but hurry. The holiday sale ends January 8th. That's simplysafebeck.com. And again, if that was a conservative, that wouldn't have happened. I don't think that would have happened. I, I can't no. think of a conservative comedian. Uh, can you? Maybe, I mean, if it was Jim Gaffigan, would that have happened? And he's not a conservative. Yeah, I don't think he is. No, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, probably not. I mean, I don't think he would make jokes like that anyway, but uh, probably not. There are people, you know. If it was Mike Pence. Who's not a comedian? But it wouldn't have happened for my. Oh, Pence is hilarious, though. Guy, I mean, have you ever seen his sketch <laughs> yes. comedy stuff? Oh man, so it's, good. It's a scream. Uh, you know, yeah. I think the closest thing you could come to right now is Louis C.K. 
And Louis C.K. Oh. is not a conservative, but he ha- occasionally makes points that are friendly to conservatives. Right. And when he does that, uh-huh. uh, he gets abandoned. They didn't. They they would have let him back into the world if he was Mister Liberal uh, spokesperson. But he's come out and said, you know, some of the identity politics stuff is dumb, and you know that thing that we've played before about abortion mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing from him. Yeah, and it's too conservative, I think, for people's for for the left. I mean, they it certainly, forces them into a tough spot. Yeah, to admit essentially, mm-hmm. yes, this is a baby, or yeah, or it's a baby, it's, and it's killing babies. Mm-hmm. And then he goes through that whole routine. Oh, it's not really killing, but it's kind of. Yes, it's completely killing babies. <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to admit. And I think I think he even says in there somewhere that he's pro-choice, if I remember correctly. I don't even think I don't I don't even think he's a pro-life person. Um, he's just saying that if you want to be honest about it, admit the fact that this is what you're doing, and then justify it. Yeah, we should play that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, here's Louis C.K. on abortion. People hate abortion protesters. They're so shrill and awful. They think babies are being murdered. <laughs> what are they supposed to be like? Oh, I don't know. It's not cool. <laughs> I don't want to be a d- about it, though. I don't want to ruin their day as they murder several babies all the time. <laughs> I don't think it's killing a baby. I don't. See? I mean, it is, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a little oh, bit. Uh-oh. It's a little bit killing a baby. It's a little bit. It's 100% killing a baby. It is. It's totally killing a whole baby. A whole baby. But I think that women should be allowed to kill babies. That's what I think. They should be allowed to kill babies. Yeah. And they cheer. Yeah. And they cheer. Amazing. And he mocks that. We get to kill babies. It's brilliant. Do some shots and kill some babies. <laughs> I killed like four babies last night. It was f***ing retarded. <laughs> I just think it has to be one or the other. You know, like when people say abortion should be legal, safe, and rare. Why rare if it should be legal? If it should be legal, it's it's shitting. If it should be rare, it's murdering babies! <laughs> and see, that's... 100% that's, true. It's 100% true, and it's a way he just covered both sides, mm-hmm. really, uh, and did that brilliantly. Just, uh, But I, I don't know if the left considers that brilliant. It's a real loss losing him as an entertainer. Again, if he did some... T- even his explanation and the explanations and accusations against him and the, the scandal, we've gone over this before are not anywhere remotely close to stuff we're talking about with Harvey Weinstein. He just seemed like he was a creepy guy at one point in his life that Mm -hmm. did things that were very creepy uh, that were also consented to. Uh, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know uh, that whole situation. If there's more to it, maybe there is, I don't know, but as it stands now, it's a real loss. I mean, as far as his, he's able to do that. I mean, this is a guy who was a liberal icon, yeah, oh yeah. They loved this guy. He was, yeah. you know, and he was able to do that. I mean, that that's the type of monologue that honestly can change opinions. When you approach it like that and you take someone who you've heard talk mm-hmm. rationally and interestingly on a million different topics and you break it down like that, that is true. You you basically have to say it's nothing. It's just removing some cells. It's removing some flesh. You know, I always think of it as it's equivalent of plastic surgery. Right, you're removing mm-hmm. a. You're, maybe you're you're enhancing a breast. You're lifting a nose. There's no conservative who opposes that. 
You're removing fat cells right. from your stomach. Liposuction. Same thing. Exactly. Yeah, and there's no right? conservative that opposes that. Right. Because it's not hurting another person. It's, it's you doing something to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you, it's the other life that's what, what is important. And that's what he gets across there. He does. And it puts you. In a really effective you, way. And he does this all the time. He puts you in a position where uh, you have to sort of honestly question what you're doing. He puts that so, it's such a black and white and obvious truth mm-hmm. that, you know what, you can, t- he's, he's even saying, you can take the position of, uh, you know, uh, it's just a, it's just a cells or fat or poop, as he kind of puts it. You can say that, but admit it. Admit that's what you're saying. And also admit how ridiculous that is. I mean, the lines you have to go to to get to this position are they're impossible to navigate. You can't you no gymnast is flexible enough to achieve it. The problem here is what we do as a society is we say, well, it's uncomfortable, don't talk about it. And if we don't talk about it, you never have to think about it. And therefore you can just kind of say women's rights and move on with your day. And it's not this is not about women's rights. If it was about women's rights, then conservatives would be like, you cannot have that liposuction. You cannot remove right. that, that, that clump of cells from you your body. You can't have breast augmentation. You can't do that. No. Mm-hmm. We would say that, you know, the government needs to crack down on women having liposuction. We don't do that because <clears throat> there's not another life involved. You're not affecting someone else's rights. You mm-hmm. are affecting someone else's rights when they don't have the right for their heart to beat any longer. <laughs> that is a major issue. And it's uncomfortable to talk about, so people don't want to do it. But then no one has that conversation. No one's forced into admitting that decision. I'm making the decision that, yes, it's okay to kill the baby because women's choice takes priority over it. That's a position you can take. I don't know how it's consistent with the Constitution, but you can take it if you want. At least make the argument logically. Mm-hmm. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. We're never more than 60 seconds away from the show here in this front half hour. Uh, so we pause for just 60 seconds for a message from our friend, Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know what's smart? Figuring out who you need to hire to take your business to the next level in 2019. You know what else is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck and hiring the right people. Now, unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds the qualified candidates for you. It has powerful matching technology that nobody else has. It scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and then goes out and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get a qualified candidate fast. This is why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. If you love the show, we ask that you support our sponsors. I also want you to know that all of our sponsors are premium. And this is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Stu for Glenn, uh, who returns on Monday. Um, you know, speaking of abortion, as we as we were with Louis C.K. here a minute ago, um, in Ohio they did something fairly interesting: uh, a bill banning abortion after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. Passed the Ohio Senate eighteen thirteen. Now, the previous month, um, the Ohio House also voted in favor of the bill, but the Senate made some changes, so it's got to go through the House again. The change they made was they removed a mandate uh, 
for uh, transvaginal ultrasounds, which can detect a heartbeat as early as six weeks. Six weeks. Uh, and instead, they ju- they're just doing the abdominal no. ultrasound. That's one of the big talking points from the left on this on these bills. Too is, intrusive. It's too intrusive. You can't mm-hmm. force a woman to have that ultrasound. It's you know, mm-hmm. and well, you know, I think a lot of women say, "Yeah, I don't really mm-hmm. want to be forced to do that." Um, so removing that politically is a smart move for sure. Right. Um, you know, again, it's it's. If it this just thing makes were to pass, it, it would save a lot of lives. It, it's a right, right step in the right direction. Right. So you. But you usually have to the that. ultrasound. I mean, in Texas, it was something like ninety-five percent of women who were shown the ultrasound uh, chose not to have the abortion. It was it was an amazing, overwhelming amount of women who decided not to have the uh, abortion after being shown the ultrasound, because you see, well, there's my baby, and it changes things in your mind a little bit it, it goes beyond uh it's just a clump of cells not some tissue you know so just the ultrasound i think is is amazing i, I think they should put a uh, chalk drawing of the fetus on a chalkboard mm-hmm. and you have to actually physically erase it before you go into the abortion proceeding <laughs> that <laughs> can we introduce that as legislation you we could just, you just you have probably to, could you have the big eraser yeah. and you have to erase it because mm-hmm. I, I mean I, look i think that is it, there's no reason why you can't look at a, uh, a an ultrasound um, of of the baby before this happens. It's the not left a, doesn't want that to happen, though. No, because they don't want because they know that well, it changes people's mind. Honestly, it's a move from the left. It's trying to bring emotion into the decision, mm-hmm. and when, you know what, you are going to get emotional about your own baby um, to save a life. You 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 know you understand that. Um, it's it's just you got to be honest with yourself on these things. Don't try to live. In- Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. So the new uh, Congress people have been sworn in now. And um, some of them have made quite a splash already. Mm -hmm. Of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has been making a splash for months now. Uh, But there's um, another uh, congressperson who uh, is willing to go out on a limb and do some things that haven't been done um, maybe ever, like call the president uh, an MFer. Uh, her name is Rashida Tlaib, and um, here's here's what she had to say about President Trump. People love you, and you win. Woo! And when your son looks at you and says, "Mama, look, you won." Bullies don't win, and no. I said, "Baby, they don't," because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother. Great thing to say to your little young son too. That's awesome. Somehow has been that overlooked in awesome. And that, like, yes, she swore about the president, but she at least to her word uh-huh. swore to her kid too. Which is- <laughs> I said to my son, "We're going to impeach the MFR." <laughs> wow, that's a great thing to say to your ten-year-old son. Yeah. What an awesome mother you are. That is wonderful. That is that a mommy is of the year situation. Yeah, this also highlights what the Democrats are facing. Like. <clears throat> Like a Nancy Pelosi, does she want Donald Trump impeached? Of course she does. Does mm-hmm. she want him removed? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she is going to deal with the political realities of that and realize that mm-hmm. if they do it for no reason, like, for example, nothing comes out really in the Mueller report and they try to force an impeachment anyway. It's um, going to backfire. It's going to backfire on them. That's why she's slow playing it. The first mm-hmm. thing she said when they, when she was asked about this is, well, uh, we have to wait for that uh, the Mueller report to come out. We don't even we don't know even know what's in it yet. Now, they're going to say all of it's a big deal, but if... If Nancy Pelosi is playing politics, which she will, 
she will likely try to slow play this to because that is a real what you just heard is a real passion in the party that is a lot there's a lot of these new congress people coming in who ran on i'm going to go impeach the president there's a lot of uh, activists who really care about that going into this campaign whoever says it the most is going to get the most points with these activists and Mm -hmm. these and these democratic primary voters so uh, nancy pelosi's in the middle there trying to say look i think if we do this it's going to be bad for us in the long term but I have to make it seem like we're very interested in doing it to make people like, uh, what's her name? Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib feel like she's, you know, cared about and wanted. They're going to slow, they're going to slow play them like the Republicans slow play us. Yeah. Right. Like when they yeah. say to us, oh, we really want that flat tax. I tell you, <clears throat> oh, we want to lower those taxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tax bill you propose is just lowering them by like one point. Really? I thought you were all excited about like a 10% flat tax. What happened to that? Well, we are, but we can't get that passed we right can't now. Get that right there. Well, we're going to get there if you keep electing us. Oh my gosh, it's going to happen for sure. And mm-hmm. so they're doing this. They're going through that same dance right now with their super left wing, you know, they socialist have some voters. Real radicals in office right now. And she's one of them. I mean, can you imagine if, if a Republican freshman congressman had called Barack Obama an MFR? They had a cow when Joe Wilson screamed, you lie. Oh, yeah. They went into a conniption fit over that. That was the big. That was the biggest story in America for how long? Uh, months. I mean, they still talk about it from time to time. Yeah. It still comes up on CNN. And they were saying, "You lie." You lie. And, uh... Uh, so what? If you called Barack Obama a socialist, which is a description of some of his policies, which is a description of of some of the things that he believed in, mm. like wealth redistribution. Uh, you you were a racist if you called him a socialist, but they can call uh, they can call Donald Trump an MFer, and yeah. it's not a problem. Yeah, and it's fine. And we should point out, by the way, and people cheer for Joe Wilson uh, because this does not get pointed out enough. Yes, he said you lie in the middle of an Obama speech. Here's the CNN uh, coverage of it at the time. Joe Wilson uh, shouted, "You lie!" After President Obama uh, denied the health care plan would cover illegal immigrants. Here is I get, I kid you not. Again, the next election, you know, the next president is Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. On Hillary Clinton's website, she has a, uh, in her platform 112 reasons Hillary Clinton should be our next president. Number 70, quote, she believes we should let families buy into the Affordable Health Care Act uh, care exchanges regardless of immigration status. It went from wow. a controversial thing to say he was lying about it to mm-hmm. in the platform of the next candidate. That's how fast that happened. Joe Wilson was totally, totally right. redeemed yeah. on that one. Yeah. And I don't know that I've ever seen anyone other than us uh, give him credit for that. Oh, I haven't. I've never seen that. The other thing about Rashid, Rashida uh, Tlaib, she's a Palestinian-American who ran on a two-state solution for and, and continued um, uh, foreign aid to Israel. And then as soon as she, as soon as she won her primary... She decided she's for a one-state solution and no aid to Israel, which is... Wait, so the one state is hmm. not Israel? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, it's a leap. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, you've got U.S. Congress people advocating a one-state solution? I don't know how that works, really. Uh, and she's not getting any uh feedback from that that i can that i can tell 
and you know she's from Michigan in an area where I'm sure people are are fine with her stance on a one state solution. But I don't know how that works in the U.S. Congress. I don't. I don't know how that works with Democratic leadership. I don't know how that works in the mainstream Democrat Party. Yeah, I mean it's true. I mean, Ilan uh, Omar, who is one of the new um, incoming Congress people, this is a tweet from her from 2012. Uh, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. My God! And she's now a Congresswoman. So. <laughs> that is unbelievable what's happening in the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. But what we're told all the time is that it's Republicans who are so extreme. It's Republicans who are completely out of the mainstream. No, uh, take a look at what, what the Democrats are electing right now. Take a look at some of these new people that are going into office. They're socialists. They're anti-Israel zealots. They're... Uh, they're completely out of the mainstream of the United States of America. Who, what American wants a one-state solution, a Palestine uh, in the Middle East, and the elimination of Israel? <laughs> I don't know anybody. Um, and, and I'm sure they exist, but uh, they're not in the mainstream, that's for sure. And they're certainly, they're certainly not getting elected um, <laughs> outside of Michigan. Yeah. I mean, and that's this is the thing. I think when 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 let's say Barack Obama's in power, there's something. Even though I agree with Joe Wilson's point, right? There's something mm-hmm. appealing to a conservative um, to say you shouldn't just yell something in a speech. So people are like, you know, right. I, even at the time, you're like, all right, well, I mean, I agree with this point completely, but that probably isn't the way to do it. And so liberals make these points when Barack Obama's president. And they say, okay, look, you know, that's decorum. We, uh, this is not the thing that you do. And there's something that appeals to conservatives generally on that point. We've talked about like the Jonathan Haidt book of, of talking about how conservatives care about those types of things. They care about traditions, right? Mm-hmm. But the left doesn't. And so when, when a Republican becomes president, all those things go out the window and they act as if they never made those arguments. I mean, you know, the, the, we, have, we have a congressperson... Uh, saying uh, we're going to impeach the MF for today. We have another one yesterday who who made a three minute speech about the equivalency between the president and Adolf Hitler. Oh, another congressperson, yeah. right? Um, we these things a long time congressperson too. They call him. Li- I mean, they call him liar all, all the time. The time now. Look, every politician is a liar, as far as I know. Uh, but but that was off limits with was Barack limits Obama. With Barack Obama and Barack Obama lied all the time. In fact, every he, day, even the left wing organization Politifact gave him the lie of the year one year. Like I mean, this is guy right. who lied all the time and just was never called out on it. And so I don't. You can't take their criticism seriously. You can only try to hold your own foundations steady. If you believe uh, X, Y, or Z is wrong for one person, you have to hold yourself to it because society in general is not going to make you do that anymore. There's no longer a, 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 the inertia of society no longer forces you to be consistent over things. Everyone just kind of you know forgives you. You know the, the one example I keep going back to is how fast this changed. I mean, you could argue John Kerry lost the 2004 election based on the fact that he said. I, so I did vote for it before I voted against it. Remember oh, that, that wouldn't matter what I owe to now. Doesn't matter at oh, all. Oh, that, do, that doesn't matter at all. Nobody cares if you do that. You can say something today and change your position tomorrow. Tomorrow. This will be elected. Doesn't, you, in fact, you could, you could say something right now mm-hmm. 
and then in 15 minutes say the complete opposite complete and still opposite. be elected. I mean, you you said she ran on I, I don't I didn't follow her campaign, but she ran on 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 funding to Israel yes, and a two state solution and day one and then switched it afterwards after the primary. After the primary, I, I mean that's incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing, and nobody cares. Nope. And nobody cares. And I, I, you know, you're going to get all these, you know, I mean, Ocasio-Cortez is a good example of the one getting uh, all the attention. I don't, uh, you know, like there's some video out her of her dancing in like high school or something. It's like, <laughs> why do I care? Com- a complete nothing. Nothing. It's an absolute nothing. nothing. Yeah, well, everybody has it dumb. I mean, anyone who and they're grew like, up, oh, congratulations, New York. Why? Because the representative danced when she was 20 years old at Boston University. <laughs> so Come what? On. So what? Come on! But I, I did, I did uh, make a decision yesterday. Then mm-hmm. I do not make these decisions lightly, Pat. Um, but I would encourage you to come along if, if you wish. Um, what you need to do is you go to your Twitter page and mm-hmm. you click on settings. Okay. Right. Then you go to I think it's content preferences. Mm-hmm. Then you click on muted words, and then you type in the word Ocasio. And then it asks you a time, and you say forever, and then you press enter, and it improves your life quite a bit. Does it? It does. I've come to the point now, like, I, I don't care about her. She, you know, she's a <laughs> socialist congresswoman. So I, then it just, you just so don't see the just feed on her. I don't have to see every dumb yeah. dancing video that somebody mm-hmm. releases, or some stupid, yeah. her little, she thinks she's clever tweet back at somebody. I just can't. I can't. I can't waste my mm-hmm. time. There's no way. Me reading some Ocasio-Cortez tweet is a good use of my time. I will read her her new green jobs bill uh, that we talked about yesterday, the new uh, new deal uh, for uh, the environment, which would cost us in excess of fifty trillion dollars by most by many estimates, certainly over thirty. I'll read that because it's a real thing. But do I really need to hear her snarky comebacks of somebody or no. or on the same same thing, some dumb uh, you know, conservative site that thinks it's like the most exposing video of all time to see her dance on a roof for five seconds when she was twenty. <laughs> like none of this makes any difference in my life at all. Yeah, and that's why I use the power of the mute. I feel like I am, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the emperor. It's the power of the dark side. I embrace the power of the dark side. When I see this, when one of these little trends starts coming out, it starts annoying me. Mm-hmm. Muted, and I don't hear any of the crap anymore about it. That's the way you got to do it. It's a good solution. It is. Just get it out of your life. What is the point? 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. For Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Now, uh, we we may not be all excited about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Dancing on the Rooftop, but you can get excited, I think, about her green plan, which is just... It's fantastic. Um, she wants to she wants to retrofit all American homes and businesses with with wind and and solar panels. So well, you have to do that. You have to because otherwise it's going to kill the planet. We just we can't keep using fossil fuels anyway. She's talking about this and and outlaying some of this on an upcoming 60, 60 minutes interview. I think is this Sunday night that we're going to see this. Here's Not little, exactly sure. Yeah, here's a snippet. You're talking about zero carbon emissions, no use of fossil fuels within 12 years. <laughs> that is the goal. It's ambitious. Years. And how is that possible? You're talking about everybody having to drive an electric car. It's going to require a lot of rapid change that we mm-hmm. don't even conceive as possible right now. True. What is the problem with trying to push our technological capacities 
to the furthest extent possible. This would require, though, raising taxes. There's an element where, yeah, there, people are going to have to start paying their fair share in taxes. Do you have a specific oh on the tax gosh. rate? You know, you look at our tax rates back in the 60s, and when you have a progressive tax rate system, mm-hmm. your tax rate, you know, let's say from zero to $75,000 may be 10% or 15%, etc. But once you get to like the tippy tops, uh, on your 10 millionth dollar, uh, sometimes you see tax rates as high as 60 or 70%. That doesn't mean all $10 million are taxed at an extremely high rate, but it means that as you climb up this ladder, you should be contributing more. What you are talking about, just big picture, is a radical agenda compared to the way politics is done right now. Well, I think that it only has ever been radicals that have changed this country. Abraham Lincoln made the radical decision to sign the the Emancipation Proclamation. Franklin Delano Roosevelt made the radical decision to embark on establishing programs like Social Security. That is radical. That was radical. radical. Yeah, you know, if that's what radical means, call me a radical. No, she's a radical. Yeah. Oh, what a, no, you're a radical. What a brave stance. If radical yeah. means Abraham Lincoln, call me a radical. Yeah, right. okay, got it. Got it. By the way, uh, tax rates, 1963, for example, 91% was the top rate. Just the 91% of all of your well, income. Well, there, there's your fair share. Uh, no, that, sorry, not fair. all of your income. It, only if you're wealthy at the top. <laughs> um, 91%. Does that, I mean, again, she's she's determining the period. She says it does go down to 77%, though, that next year. So maybe she only wants it to be 77. Let's be fair to, to, to AOC. <laughs> At least somebody's outlining what your fair share is. That's yeah, Now I we know. I great. guess 91%. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think you could call her a radical. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Glenn's back on Monday. Um, an amazing thing happened at a GameStop the other day where a customer came in and the clerk behind the desk uh, said something about, hey, you guys need... And then that set off the customer in an amazing way. Uh, listen to, to what happened in, in the GameStop. Man, I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's man. I said both of you guys. Oh, general. right beforehand, you <laughs> said sir. Sir, <laughs> take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you, sir. I Oh well, I thought you were a man. Wait, you're gonna show me, sir? Hmm. I need your corporate number because I'm gonna talk, call them and talk about how I was misgendered several times in this store. I need your corporate number now. <laughs> sounds Get like a woman, right? Now. Oh, totally. Yeah, it sounds like a woman. Taylor Swift? It almost sounds like Taylor Swift. Quite clearly. Oh, quite clearly. I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a man because quite clearly I'm not. All right? This is over there. You're talking to me, huh? <laughs> First sorry, of all, I have ears and eyes. I, yes, and I, I'm sorry, uh, ma'am, mm-hmm. but quite clearly, no, you can't, you, you can't use that phrase. And that's a fascinating part of this because the whole <sighs> point, right, of this gender thing, mm-hmm. right, is that you can't look at someone and identify them by their looks. 
Right. Right? Like, you have to know how they identify to appropriately figure it out. So, even if she did look like a woman, you probably shouldn't say ma'am, right? Because what if she identifies as a man? So, the, the whole premise here is ridiculous. I guess we have to refer to people in the plural now. They and them. They, them. And that's, I, I think that's the preferred pronoun for some. Oh, we should, we right? should actually bring back the controversial Louis C.K. thing from yesterday. Oh, because yeah. Because this, this is the exact same thing he's, he's complaining about in that uh, controversial uh, stand-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, first of all, no woman in history has ever reacted like that to that situation. <laughs> you want me to take you outside and show you a man? I'll show you a man. Wait, I thought you were a woman. Why are you going to show me a man? How does that happen? <laughs> oh, I'm really confused. This one, fe- I, I, it's, this one feels like a setup to me, Pat. This one feels like the type of thing, you know, I, I'm going to go in there and they're going to mm-hmm. call me sir and then I'm going to overreact and go crazy and make a and big then, deal out of it and sue or whatever. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, wouldn't you, if you're in that situation, if you're a transgendered person, and, I, and we've had plenty of transgender people called us over the years and explain basically this, that they understand that what they're going through is maybe not this thing that everybody's used to dealing with. And so if someone were mm-hmm. to make a mistake like that, you, you might correct them. You know, if they're not trying to be a jerk to you, though, like you're going to show grace to them, aren't you? You're going to say, oh, you know, actually, just so you know, uh, I'm, I'm a dude or I'm a, I'm a woman. Um, uh, and the person, you know, with the person at GameStop says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like that's 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 how the incident could totally go down. There's yes, no there's right. no reason to, to turn it into that. <laughs> right. And that's why it feels to me like a setup. The other thing here, Pat. If you want the corporate number of GameStop, just Google it. You don't need to wait in there for them to give it to you. Google the number. Right. You're going to be able to find it. And and of course, GameStop will probably be like, what we've done is we've given him free Xboxes every week for life. We have given him free access to any store to come in and take a crap on the floor at any time. Oh, did I say he? Oops. I mean, she, she at any time can come in and take a crap at any one of our 475 stores in the continental United States. Because quite clearly, we're talking about a woman. Now. <laughs> quite clearly. Quite clearly. As you can hear. Um. So, and I wonder... We should do a little follow-up and see if GameStop fired the employee, too. I hope not. Because clearly not. The, the employee was just confused, didn't know. Yeah. I mean, guys is a term that can control that can cover anybody. To yes. Me. I say guys to women all the time. All the time. I mean, it hey, just... you guys want to go... Yeah. It's a group. It's a general yes. term meaning people mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me at this point. We're not... We no longer live in the era of guys and dolls. <laughs> right? Do we? Is that where think, we are? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. If you want to bring back and make it okay for me to call women dolls, then I'll consider your position on this. But for the most part, guys just means anybody. Now, look, I think probably the employee did think it was a man. One reason why is it's a man. <laughs> yes. I mean, quite y- again, yes. quite clearly... A Biologically, man. By, a man. By any outward appearance uh, and, and or auditory evidence, you would think that that is a guy. And are we supposed to deny all of that exists now? We're supposed to deny, I guess, that there are actual characteristics of a man and there are characteristics of a woman. Right. And Well, and that's the thing. He's... She's... she's she is claiming... It's obvious yeah. based on her physical characteristics that Which she's a tell woman. tell you something else. And when you see the video, 
their characteristics tell you something else. Tell, tell, what do they tell you? Uh, well, I don't. You'd have to look at it and see what it tells you. <laughs> right. It tells you quite obviously this looks like a guy. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. But it's just such a strange thing. It's like he, he is saying, uh, the employee, he's looking at this person and saying that's a guy. That's what he believes instinctively. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems to be right on that, by the way. Then this transgendered person at least we're reported transgender person saying it says it's obvious based on my physical characteristics that I'm a woman. Well, <laughs> that's never the you you are now telling this person what they should take from physical characteristics, which is much bigger overstep than getting a gender wrong. You're now telling them you mm-hmm. should recognize these things as female when intuitively he says it's a male. And he's right. Yes. So, I mean, this is just I, you know, it's ridiculous, and I feel like it feels to me so outlandish. It feels manufactured. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like mm-hmm. one of those things where here's what's going to happen. You stand over there with your phone, or I'll go in there and I'll, I'll raise a ruckus, and then I'll, I'll go ask the person for the video, and then we'll go to GameStop, and I get free Zelda for life, right? <laughs> like, that's the play. <laughs> you know, or, or, or it's a big lawsuit, right? They pay him $100,000. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, no. In, in a week, we all forget about the story. We don't care. But GameStop gives a person $100,000 for and nothing. And it's just easier for them mm-hmm. to pay out a bunch of money and then fight it in court. And they, that's probably what will happen. That's probably what will happen. That's sad, man. Really sad. You know, I, I hate that it's... It, but that's the reality now. You have to make these decisions. We've been in these situations, right? I mean, we've been in situations many, many times uh, in which our instincts say, look... I just want to sit here and just fight with this person, person in public, uh, in a public forum, verbally, and take down their argue, arguments. But mm-hmm. you realize afterwards, you don't get anything out of it. Like at the end of the day, it might make you feel good for a few moments, but at the end of the day, you get nothing out of it. You spend more money than you would have spent by just bl- brushing it off. Uh, you, uh, no, you don't convince anybody. No one comes to your side and is like, oh, wow, you know what? I first was with the transgender person, but now I see GameStops, this giant corporation. I see their reasoning. No one ever does that because no one ever cares to. You know, we are, I think, that, you know, like you're, if you're a listener to a talk radio show and you're sitting here listening to this stuff 15, 20 hours a week, you know, this is what you like. You like to listen to these, you know, hopefully both sides and determine um what's right and wrong i've had situations where i've come out at the beginning and my initial impression was one way and when you really look at the details you're like wait a minute no this is the other Mm -hmm. way it happens a lot Mm -hmm. now it's our jobs so you know we have to do it and and most people actually have real work to do and (laughs) things that actually like help the country and like move our economy forward and things like that important things where we get to sit here and blab all day so we have that luxury of being able to sit here and look at all this stuff all day long and try to figure out the nuance there. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. You know, talk radio listeners are an exception, I think, generally speaking, because they're willing to spend. I mean, if you're listening to this show and maybe a couple of the other big national shows, you're in for a full-time job listening to talk radio. I mean, we're doing 15. Rush is doing 15. Hannity's doing 15. You're at 45 hours, right? Like you've spent a good chunk of your week listening to people talk about these issues and break them down and give you different perspectives on it, hopefully. And at the end of the day, you're going to be a lot more informed than the average person who's just not, he's not going to follow these things that closely. 
And you see how this would react. If you're, if you're flipping through the headlines, you don't look at the pictures, you don't watch the video, you see transgender person harassed at GameStop, you hate GameStop. Yeah. Right? Yep. And when GameStop did nothing wrong there. <laughs> I mean, at least as far as the, the information that we have at this point, doesn't seem to have done anything wrong, was completely the rational actor in that, in that situation, the GameStop employee. No question. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's talk about something real here. You can put off a lot of things in life. You don't have to join a gym. You can clean your gutters, but usually they will rot off your house. But here's another thing you shouldn't put off, and that is getting home security. It's your home. It's your family. It's your stuff. You want to protect it, but there's always something holding you back. And most likely, it's the idea of paying an awful lot of money or paying a middleman and being indebted forever. It also could be the fact that they want you to schedule a six-hour installation window. You don't have time for that. Simply Safe Home Security has gotten rid of all of those reasons not to get home security. And I'm about to tell you how to save a ton, too. These guys are really great. They don't have any contracts. There's no wiring. There's no markup. There's no installation windows. Just professional quality home security with 24-hour professional monitoring. Now you can save hundreds on Simply Safe with their extended holiday sale. Just go to simplysafebeck.com to get this great offer at simplysafebeck.com. Save on home protection today, but hurry. The holiday sale ends January 8th. That's simplysafebeck.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Um, apparently, a couple of our uh, border officials are speaking out about the wall. Um, National Border Patrol Council President Art Del Cueto. You might recognize the um, name as perhaps of Hispanic uh, ethnicity. Did you? A- perhaps. I mean, by every identifying characteristic, that person is Croatian. <laughs> And you called him a Hispanic. <laughs> unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Uh, so this was during a White House press briefing, um, and he was talking about building the wall. Here's what he had to say. Sorry, Rob. Um, I just want to talk about some of those criminals that Border Patrol agents apprehend on a daily basis. We're talking about murderers, rapists, uh, people that commit very serious crimes in this country. ICE has been doing an amazing job in deporting a lot of these people back to their countries. Unfortunately... Once we deport these people, these people will not stay in their country. These criminal aliens that have been released from jail, that have been deported, will come right back into the United States. However, if we had a physical barrier, if we had a wall, we would be able to stop that. Oh, what, what a hater. What a hate monger. What a racist. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. He, he outlines, here's a guy who deals with this every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. Every day. He knows the criminal illegal aliens are coming across the border. And he knows that that's a problem. And he knows that when they catch him and they send him back, they still come right back across the border. So how would it be? What would happen if maybe we had some border security and maybe put up a wall to make it a little harder for him? That's amazing. And they've also worked in areas with walls. Uh, right. You know, this is not... Uh, or at the, least fencing. Yeah. Yeah. Fencing or... Yeah. Um, because they, one of them, maybe it's this next clip here. Let's listen to this next one. This is uh, Hector Garza. Yeah. You almost might notice that is a Croatian, a Croatian uh, name. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, uh, here's, here's Victor what, Garza. This is Border Patrol on needing a wall. 
Uh, okay, so let's do the other one. Border Patrol on wall. Nothing to do with politics. We did those backwards. It has nothing okay. to do with political parties. You all got to ask yourself this question. If I come to your home, do you want me to knock on the front door or do you want me to climb through that window? We fully support the president and all his efforts so to great. secure our nation's borders. Wow. Mm. That's pretty clear. This is a weird situation because this is a clear. called, they said it was going to be a press briefing. So it was in the, the room where you always see Sarah Huckabee Sanders talking yeah. in, in the press briefing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't take any questions. So that was a big that was a big thing that all oh, CNN was very upset that they didn't take any questions afterwards, as if something important was going to come after it. The point here is that these guys were here. They're mm-hmm. they obviously are uh, have a Hispanic background. They're not haters mm-hmm. of Mexicans. Right. They just want the freaking border secured. And they're the people on the front lines having to deal with it every day. And he said they ret- routinely arrest murderers and rapists. But a wall would help stop them from coming back after yeah. they're deported. I, I mean, Again, these are the guys who deal with it every single day. Are you going to tell them they're racists? Are you going to tell them they're haters? <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. I, and, and this debate gets so it's, it's so boiled down to just nonsense, I think, at mm-hmm. this point. Like, you know, I think there are some people who believe the wall is going to solve this problem. And I know you're pro-fence. I'm pro-fence, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in, specifically in the areas where it is, you know, most useful. Um, but that's it's it's a it's a small part of this problem. What is it? Forty percent of people who are here illegally are over overstayed visas. That has yeah. nothing to do with a wall. Yeah, right. Like there's ports. We have ports. Right. We have a whole Canadian border with no wall. Like there's a million different things that could. There's still going to be illegal immigrants here, whether the wall is built or not. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't look at that as a as a um uh, an end all be all. It's just a part of the step solution in the right direction. It yes. will help. Yes. Right. So why wouldn't we do it? It will help secondarily the left acts as if it won't work like I, how inane of a viewpoint is it to say that a physical barrier won't stop some people mm-hmm. obviously it's not going to stop everybody you know if if um you know uh, a giant cartel decides they're going to break through that wall at some point they're going to be able to do it and they're going to mm-hmm. come through momentarily and we're going to have to try to stop them once they're through like they're going to have the hardware to get through a fence or a wall Yes, but you know what? Not every coyote, not every group of immigrants who are coming over the border are going to be able to do that. It will stop a lot, the, the majority of the easy ones. It's going to stop the low-hanging fruit. Um, and that's important. That is important because you're stopping not only people who are coming here illegally, and that's their only crime, but people who have committed other crimes as well, sometimes serious ones. 888-727-BECK is our number. We're going to pause for only 60 seconds from a, for a message from Glenn Beck, and then we're back to talk more border. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Every two seconds, there is a new victim of identity theft, which means a criminal could be spending your money or applying for loans in your name or even damaging your credit, the good credit you've worked so hard to build. Unfortunately, you might miss certain threats to your identity just by checking bank statements or monitoring your credit. But there's a good thing here. It's called LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock uses technology that they came up with and own, and it detects and alerts you to a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale, 
on the dark web. And if you do have an issue involving any kind of identity theft, one of LifeLock's identity restoration specialists are going to work to fix it. That's worth the price of admission every time. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, you get identity theft protection and additional features to help protect your devices against cyber threats for as low as $9.99 a month. Don't waste another second. Visit LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK to save an extra 10%. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. It's Pat Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, talking a little bit about the uh, the border wall, uh, which the Democrats claim is just not going to get built. It and I, uh, frankly, I believe them. I, I I don't have a lot of confidence in it in it anymore. And they just they claim it's not going to work anyway, and that it is immoral. That's their new thing. A wall is immoral. Since when is a wall immoral? Since when is a fence immoral? That's just it's asinine. Are you are you telling me the fence around the White House is immoral? Are you telling me the wall around the Vatican is immoral? That's ridiculous. The, the, the wall is only there because of an immoral act, right? The idea that people are breaking the law and coming in uh, when they are uh, not able to do it legally. Mm-hmm. Um, that act, I think, is an immoral act in many situations. I mean, you know, asylum's different. There's some exceptions to this, uh, you know, but those are, again, there's processes for that. I mean, is, you don't just come You don't just come in. You know, it's like you don't just come in and take something, whether you think you, you should have it or not. You know, I mean, that's not yours. And so <laughs> yeah. like, I, these are basic tenets of, of, of civilization. You're right. And so if they weren't doing that, and the example is obvious, it's true. It, we don't just build walls on borders where there's no problems. Look at our Canadian one. Nobody's clamoring for a border wall uh, to the north. They're not coming across the border illegally and breaking right. rules and staying here and taking our benefits and doing all sorts of things they're not supposed to. And it's not because Canada is predominantly white that we say, no. well, we don't need a wall. It's because there's not the problem there yeah, that but, there is at the southern border. Right. The, the wall is not moral or immoral. The wall is just a it's it's a structure that tries to enforce the law. That's it. It tries to help enforce the law because apparently 20 million people uh, from uh, our southern border or and how many is it? Maybe 10 of that uh, have come through that way. Eight of it. The bottom line is those people can't Mm -hmm. be trusted without a wall. They can't because Mm -hmm. this is not like there should be. It should be enough to be able to say, look, come through the legal process and people should follow the rules. That is that should be enough. Mm hmm. Uh, and they're not doing that, so this is why this step is being taken. The wall is immoral. What are you talking about? You put a wall... Lunacy. It, it means it's... Like, if you can put a wall up for an immoral reason, right? It's theoretically possible. Like, if you put a wall up um, around, uh, let's say, uh, the Jewish ghetto, right? There's an immoral wall. But the, it's not the wall that's immoral. It's the policy behind the wall, the if policy. you're trying to trap your citizens inside your country so you can continue to oppress them, yeah. like Berlin, East Germany, yeah. for instance, mm-hmm. that's immoral. That's an immoral policy. And you're going to shoot them if they try to leave. Right. That's immoral. The wall's not immoral. No, it's ridiculous. The wall is, is just Asinine. an idea to say, hey, you got to enforce the law. And we've tried to do it a hundred different ways. Yeah. We've tried to make, we've tried to say, hey, don't come. We've said, hey, here's, here's a new law that says you can't do that. Uh, hey, when you come here, you're not allowed to get X, Y, and Z. We've tried a lot of stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah. We put border agents down there. We've tried with technology. We we've said there's lots of physical, you know, barriers like rivers and mountains, and they still keep coming. So we got to keep uh, we you know uh, taking another step to try to reduce that percentage is I think appropriate. It's not crazy. This is not it's it's not a question of morality or not. Follow the law, and this wouldn't even need to happen. Adam Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Glenn's back on uh, Monday morning. Been talking about the the wall um, and how it's just not going to work is is what we're being told by the Democrats. It, first of all, they don't walls don't work and they're immoral, silly, ridiculous. When they put up the fence in San Diego, it was it was before the fence. There was a cable that stretched across. Uh, the area to denote that you've crossed over from Mexico to the United States. And when they built the fence, it was a double and in some cases triple fence. And I think it stretched something like 15 miles. Uh, It stopped illegal crossings by 95%. And uh, violent crime went down over 90% in the area. Mm. In Israel, Israel claims that uh, the fence they built between them and the Palestinians uh, led to a 90% reduction in terrorist strikes. I mean, walls and fences work. That's why they're always firing missiles over top now. Right. right? Yes. <laughs> it's harder to it's harder to get there. Again, it doesn't stop everybody. It doesn't stop. It certainly doesn't solve some of our other immigration issues, but it solves a, the vast majority of, of what you would call the low-hanging fruit, like the easy ones to stop. If Unless you're... If you're a terrorist organization, you may be able to come up with the firepower to get through a wall or get around it if you have lots of resources. But when you're talking about people coming over who might be minor criminals, who may be, you know, your typical, uh, you know, uh, thief or whatever, um, you know, along with a lot of people who just want to come in and may have all the best intentions in the world to come here and, and you know, save their family but aren't doing it legally, it's going to stop them. And, and, you know, you might say, well, I don't want those people to be stopped. Well, I, I don't want them to be stopped either. If a person who uh, com- wants to come here um, that has all the best intentions and can do something here in our society and be a good actor, we all want them here. They just need to come the right way. Yeah, come legally. And, and we can revisit. Once you stop the, once you stop the flood, uh, it, when you have a, a break in your, in your plumbing in your house, what do you do first? You say... Hey, uh, I want to buy new appliances because um, my, my oven's not working that well. While the floor is being filled with water, while it's flooding in your in your house, no, you want to stop the flooding first, and then you can deal with some of the other things going on in your house. And that's what that's kind of what the wall and the and the fencing is about. It's get a handle on the influx first, and then you can deal with all all of the other situations. You can. You can decide how many people are able to come here legally because now not as many people are coming illegally. You can make it, maybe make the process a little bit easier for those who are really in a bad way. Um, you can you can check on the visas and whether they've expired or not, and we can fix a lot of these problems. But first of all, it starts with border security. That's where it's got to begin, and we've said that for years, and they just won't do it, which is so frustrating. It's just, it is, and you know now the word is that the president is in the game to sw- uh, trade DACA for uh, his wall funding, which I don't necessarily think is a great idea. 
Um, it's not. But he, you know, he wants this wall badly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big campaign promise. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he was getting beat up by people on Fox and on talk radio for not saying, you know, he was, he basically backed off initially uh, his promise to uh, close the government um, mm-hmm. uh, for, for this purpose. And I, to his credit, uh, he is, he's decided to reverse that and is now said hey look we're gonna we're gonna let this go as far we i think it was tucker carlson had uh, mike pence on last night i mean pence doesn't seem like there's a lot of wiggle room here listen new speaker of the house this morning again said no money for the wall well the american people know walls work literally two thousand people a day attempt to come into this country illegally by one means or another we we can agree on those facts come together around solutions but part of that solution means a wall it means a barrier in in along our southern border right. and it also means technology drones the kind of support that our border agents know will, will assist them in doing their job but but bottom line if there's no wall there's no deal i mean i hope they stick to that and i think they will i i i, I hope so it's interesting because we'll i don't think that there's any incentive for democrats to go along with this because the media is going to assist them in every way possible. So why would they give up ground? Maybe they will. I mean, I, you know, they're just as incompetent as the other side. But, like, maybe they will. But politically, I don't see what, why. Why would they bother? Mm-hmm. It's just going to want, everyone's, I mean, Trump already said on record it was his shutdown. He's, there's no blame argument going back and forth here. He's already said he's taken the blame for it. Again, to his credit, if he if he believes in it and he's, he's willing to take the, the, mm-hmm. the heat, that's great. But, um, you know, he's already said it. They're going to be able to run ads with him saying that over and over and over and over again. Which they will. Which they will. So why? what incentive do they have other than to make this as bad as possible? Like, if, for them, the more pain, the better here. Because it's all Donald Trump who caused it. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine they're going to be like, well, unless they get something really big, like DACA level big. right? Like DACA is something they've been fighting for, for what, 15 years mm-hmm long time and yeah. and it was done unconstitutionally and they you know they might want that maybe that would be enough but that was already rejected and they're saying that's not enough now they're going to want something either very big or they'll just let this thing just sit there and bleed eventually you know the pressure something's got to give yeah something's going to give and they're and by the way the, the way they're handling this is the way i've argued republicans should handle these things before when barack obama was in office they've passed all the spending bills for every other department so they said there's like seven agencies that are closed down here and they've passed all the spending bills for six of them. So all of those people could come back to work today if Republicans weren't quote unquote in the way, right? That's the way they're mm-hmm. framing it. And um, and the, the Homeland Security one they've passed with, uh, they've passed a temporary, or they're going to passing a temporary measure that would like say, okay, well, we'll negotiate the wall for a month, but you, you let these people come back to work. So this is an easy sell for the media to swallow and he's already said on record it's his it's his shutdown it's Trump's shutdown so this the only you know as these 800,000 people or whatever it is are, that aren't getting paid uh, you know this goes on and on and on and on there's it's going to ramp up the pressure on republicans and it's it's going to make life easier for democrats is at least i think the way they're seeing it so i don't see why they would bother giving in on this one do you i mean I, no they probably won't i but somebody's going to have to it's going to have to either be Trump or or Democrats, and something has to give. <laughs> Is there some point down Eventually. the road where we just realize, 
actually, maybe we didn't need all that stuff. <laughs> like, I, we, this has been six months of a shutdown, and I, I haven't noticed anything. I think you and I would realize that, but yeah. I, I don't. I the don't federal know workers are a big deal, right? Like, yeah. I mean, even though I think bureaucracies are too big, you should be getting paid for your work. I mean, yeah. I, I was at the airport on this vacation, and and as I went through the TSA, the guy said, someone asked, "Hey, how's, how's your holiday going? It would be good if I was getting paid." That's his response. Oh wow! Like I mean, they have to be there working, and they're not getting paid at this point. Mm. Now, once you hit the first couple of weeks, it's just BS, right? Because you're not mm-hmm. even get you wouldn't get a paycheck anyway. You wouldn't necessarily notice you're not getting quote unquote paid. But we're getting to the point now where we're hitting past paychecks, and soon it'll be multiple paychecks. Those people will get into real have start having real financial problems in the not too distant future. Yeah, and that uh, and they're yeah. going to stop doing the job for free. Yeah, and they sued now because of that. I mean, I, and I actually support them. Why can the government support force people to go to work without paying them? Like that's not a good precedent to set. I think we had not an amendment all. to stop that sort of practice, right? Like <laughs> yes. you're not supposed to be yeah, able to force did. people to work without yeah. paying them. Uh, so, and what would it be like if our Congress actually passed uh, a budget mm. rather than spending bills all the time, right. rather than temporary? spending bills that last for six months or eight months or or nine months what if we actually passed a budget for the first time in nine years and actually ran the government the way it's supposed to wouldn't that be great that would be nice why why can't we so we should be insisting on that as well we should absolutely put our foot down as american people and and insist on that i mean they couldn't we're not going to with total republican control they're certainly not going to do it in this environment right right i mean they're not going to they're not um, one way to pay for this with the wall would be the uh, El Chapo Act. This was reintroduced by Ted Cruz uh, over uh, the last uh, 24 hours, which basically says, hey, you know, when we ha- we're like we prosecuting El Chapo and we take a bunch of his assets, those assets should go to border security. Whenever we take a drug mm. lord down and we get a bunch of their assets, that money should go to the wall. Uh, I think it's a, it's a great like idea. That. It's the clearest like it. line. If we're getting mm-hmm. drug money, that's exactly where it should go to stop future incidents where mm-hmm. drug lords are able to take advantage of our country. Um, again, this is another thing that couldn't even pass among Republicans, so I doubt it's going to pass here. But it's a good idea. If we can get a billion dollars off of El Chapo, hey, we're 20% of the way there for that funding uh, to start up that wall. Which I like that. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me that it would cost $25 billion to build a freaking long wall or long fence. I mean, I, they keep saying, like, well, it's, it's $7 million a mile. It's like, really? Is it? I like, heard $34 million Is it $34 million a mile? $34 million a mile. Does that seem right? No, I mean, forget. It doesn't. I, I, like, I feel like I could go to Home Depot and get it done easier, cheaper than that. That's what I feel like. <laughs> Actually, I think so. Have you ever? Have you ever? You've had an office job before, right? Didn't you sell mm-hmm. insurance or something for yeah. like a year? Mm-hmm. Where you're sitting, you know, when you're sitting in a cubicle, and um, you want to do something, you want to go get something from another coworker, but the last thing you want to do is go around that cubicle wall. It's like you, you'd mm-hmm. rather yell over it or toss things over it over and over again because yeah. you're too lazy to get off your <laughs> fat ass and go around the corner around the cubicle wall. Yeah. I think it would be cheaper. What if we built the wall out of cubicle walls? Because, you know, it, it's a compromise position. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the left doesn't want a wall. The right wants this, you know, 30-foot wall. If you come up with just a nice cubicle wall, no one wants to cross a cubicle wall. And it can't cost that much. It can't could cost it? that much. And we can still talk over it, maybe throw things over to each other if we want to. We can keep relations open. I like it. I think we just line up a bunch of cubicle walls all across the border, and we solve the problem for like half the cost. <laughs> <laughs> and think of the business for Office Max. Right. And Staples. 
throw a lot of office supplies over it. You really could. <laughs> you really could. You really could. And I bet they have some sort of discount. Like if you buy more than one, you maybe get a gift card. We could start giving away gift cards. We can buy lots of number two pencils. There's a lot here. It's a plan. I, it's I think a plan. that's what we go with. Triple eight seven two seven B E Z K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Pat and Stu uh, for Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Sexism claims, of course, from the Bernie Sanders camp uh, from his uh, 2016 run. Um, apparently women were paid less. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. The women were paid less and treated worse. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I get the impression that the uh, Democrats are pretty much done with Bernie Sanders, done with Hillary Clinton, and they're looking for the new kids in town. It's going to be Beto's show. They're, they're sending him a signal. Look at the coverage between Beto and, and Sanders. They're sending a signal. Beto's in. You're out. You're out, old old man. Get out of here. And it's almost like we don't even want you to run this time. No. We don't want to waste any Democrat funds on on you old guard people. Nope. It's going to be all Beto all the time, I think. It seems, too, the activists. And I don't know if it's even Biden. Moved. I think Biden might be bitten by that bug as well. Maybe. I think Biden, uh, it's possible. I, I, think they, I, I think they see Biden as a, a, a possible uh, real threat to Trump if he were to win um again i don't know if that's misled but I, misleading but i think they they think that there's a chance there with bernie i think they realize like bernie sanders is not winning this election they and I, who knows in this world i mean I, I would not be surprised about anything i wouldn't be surprised if uh, a kardashian jumped in a week before the election and won. <laughs> I, 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 at this point um, i wouldn't either but, but like i you know i don't think sanders is it you can get the same policies out of about 10 different candidates on the democratic side that are better chances to win than Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders. For sure. You know, Beto, Kamala Harris, uh, you know, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, Beto O'Rourke, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Julian Castro. Like, there's a million and you're people. right. They're essentially the same socialist policies. Same p- policies. As Bernie, just in a younger package. There's not a ton of diversity when it comes to um, uh, ideolo- ideology on the Democratic. Oh, there's almost none. Where, where, where there really was with with Republicans last time. They had 17 yeah. candidates, and you had everything from. I mean, George Pataki ran right. Like you had that mm-hmm. all the way to Ted Cruz. Like you had a real wide choice to to select from there. On the left, you have all the way from communism clear to socialism. Right. I mean, so. who's the most conservative person that looks like they're going to run? The most moderate Democrat. I mean, it might be Biden, who's, you know... Yeah, I think it would be Biden. You know, he's a 90% liberal, right? Like, he's just yeah. not 99% liberal. Occasionally, yeah. he'll say something about the free market or Wasn't something. Wasn't there just an article about how some Democrats... Yeah, I was, I was reading... Maybe it was early this morning where they were saying Biden is is not liberal enough yeah. for us. We I, we don't like him, we don't want him to run. Cuz Biden is going to look at this and say I can appeal to Pennsylvania, to Wisconsin, to to Michigan, to Ohio. Mm-hmm. I can win those Whereas states Bernie by couldn't. being quote unquote rational, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Bernie Sanders has no chance of that. But as these guys compete to get further to the left of each other, you know, you know, a Kamala Harris is going to push a Beto O'Rourke further to the left to win the primary votes. And that is going to be, a, it's a bad formula. They're going to want someone who looks moderately rational at some point. And, and they're going to say Biden's the guy. I mean, there, there's other people who you think, you know, there's governors from, you know, from like Western states and, uh, you know, I don't know, Joe Manchin or somebody like that that they're going to try to throw up there as like... O'Malley again, maybe. Right, right. But none of those people are legitimate threats, at least at this point. I mean, as far as someone who would look as like, let's say, a Democrat that could exist in the year 2000. 
Biden and I don't know who else. No, I think that's it. Out of the ones that we know about yeah. that are probably going to run, Biden's probably the most moderate. And that says something. Yeah. Uh, you that's, know, that's amazing. I mean, Bernie Sanders put up the Medicare for All proposal in 2013 and got zero co-sponsors from Democrats. Zero. And now everybody's on that bandwagon. Everybody we just named All is on that bandwagon, except, except as far as I know Biden. Wow. 888-727-BEZK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck program. With Pat and Stu. Glenn is back on Monday. 888-727-BEZK. Uh, just a quick um, mention of, of the jobs situation. December was really good. 312,000 new jobs. That's a, that's a pretty good number. Yeah. And a record almost 157 million working plus uh, lowest Hispanic unemployment ever in American history. So That's great. Yeah, um, really great news. Uh, the, the, the unemployment rate did tick up a little bit to 3.9, which is not really seen as a bad sign considering it's more people getting into the workforce right now. Right. In fact, the markets are saying how much they like it. It's uh, The Dow currently up 660 points. But this is oh, like nice. every day right now. It's up nice. 600. It's down yeah, then it's down 800. It's up 800. It's up 1,200. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this is a really volatile time if you're in the market. Very. Um, and, and, you know, over time, this stuff usually smooths itself out, but it, it can make you nervous. You got to be... Oh, I'm very nervous right now about it. Very nervous. Uh, but, you know, what do you do? If, if, you, if you pull out now, you've lost money. If you let it ride, you take the chance that you might lose more, but it might come back too. And it because it has virtually every time it's slumped in yeah. the last few years. I mean, you know, there's the, the the typical approach here is if you need the money soon, you probably should already be in a low risk position when it comes to the market. Yeah. So if you're nearing retirement, you might need to access that money. And if you need the money long in the future, just stick it out. I mean, that's the typical Unless advice. Unless you believe as Glenn does that it's going to be catastrophic. Yep. Then I don't know what to tell Has you. Has Glenn ever thought something wasn't going to be catastrophic? <laughs> no. Has that ever occurred? I don't think so. You know, other than no, a donut. I don't think so. Has there ever, ever... I mean, occasionally you look at a donut and you say, this one's going to be good. Outside of that, yeah. I don't remember much of that. Yeah, uh, there's Glenn. not a lot. I mean, look, he, he's had this opinion for a long time because he's looking at it structurally. And obviously, he was completely right on this in 2007. And people say, oh, he called the 2008 collapse, which is true. However, he called it way beforehand. He called it before it really it even started looking down 07 or 06 it was i would say it was 07 when i first early 07 so like a year in advance maybe i mean 06 maybe he saw part of it but i remember when that was going on we had a guest on i think it was god that had was that the cnn show at the time yes the cnn show and a guy came on the air and he was saying the dow was going to go to thirty six thousand. Oh, jeez. and at that point wow remember what it was 14 He's like, it's going to go to 36,000. And Glenn's like, you're nuts. And they fought it out in the air and they had like a good spirited argument. Um, and then, you know, uh, I don't know, a year later it was 6,500. That's what that was. I mean, and still, I mean, to this day, even at the peak uh, in October was 25,000. It never got to 36,000. It, it also shows what time period it was to say, I think Glenn was on CNN at that time. You can't even imagine that now. <laughs> Glenn Beck on CNN. Yeah. I mean, it was headline That's, news, yeah. but still. True. Yeah. But, but still, in that building, so. we were in the same building with all the all the people that you recognize from CNN, walking, see him in the, in mm-hmm. the hallways, in the elevator every day. Uh, it was a weird time. I will say CNN's got a sweet hook up there. That's a nice place to work. 
you, you, you know, you, you don't like, first of all, they're f- fantastic with things like vacations. And I remember the, <laughs> the people who were there, like the benefits were really nice, but in the building, they've got this unbelievable cafeteria where like you go up and it's like, all oh, the food's pretty cheap and it's like really good. And you can just walk in whenever you want and get food. Nice. I mean, it was a nice place to work. It, nice. You, when we left CNN to go to Fox, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people on the staff really, you know, liked Glenn and Glenn, Glenn had a great relationship with the staff over at CNN that worked for Glenn. Um, but most of them didn't come to Fox mainly because the reputation Fox has in the industry is like, it's a tough place to work. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that maybe that's changed since we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was never like that for us because Glenn kind of had special cutouts. We did the whole show basically from a whole nother office and we would just walk over and do the show. Yeah. But, you know, it's a tough place to work. It's long hours. The vacation's not as nice. There's not, it's the desks aren't as nice. The offices aren't nice. Like, you know, the, it was, it was a much more difficult place. So people who are just generally working in the news industry in New York and can choose CNN or Fox, most of the time will pick CNN because it's a much more cushy job. It's a better place. And you to would work. never suspect that. Yeah, you would never think that sus- from the outside. Uh-uh. But no. yeah, I mean, they, they treat it more. You know, you get all the perks over at CNN, at least back in that time. Now, they've had cutbacks and stuff since. I don't know how much of that has changed. Yeah, that was a different time period. Yeah, for everybody in media. I mean, everybody's had cutbacks in media. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of competition these days. Um, so everything's hard for everybody, I guess, at this point. And maybe that's still the case. But, you know, that's it was an interesting dynamic to see firsthand. Things are getting a little bit tough. In the movie industry right now for uh, environmentalists. <laughs> I love this. They're actually becoming the movie villains now. Often. W- which is fun to see. And not in like some conservative piece, of, like, you know, uh, the sequel to one of Glenn's fiction books, right? Like, it's not that. <laughs> no, it's it's mainstream, big budget Hollywood movies. Yeah, this is a great, and this is in the Washington Post today. Sonny Bunch wrote this up. But listen to this. Listen to some of these examples, and I haven't. Some of these, Pat, you're going to have to help me with, because uh, the 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 villain in Avengers: Affinity War. Did you see that? I did. He yeah. he is kind of an environmentalist, right? Um, what's his yes. name? Thanos. Is that is yes? Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was. This is the write up in again the Washington Post. Um, uh, Thanos, the villain of the two billion dollar grossing mega hit Avengers: Infinity wow, War. Wow, that made two billion dollars. Amazing was basically an omni-powered Paul Ehrlich, whereas the comic book version of Thanos sought to kill half of the universe in order to prove his love for, uh, for death. Um, the film version was driven insane by his home planet's self-immolation after a series of resource wars. Determined to oh, eliminate right. suffering over food and land over clean air and water, Thanos used the Infinity Gauntlet not to create abundance of each, but to kill half of all living things. <laughs> Again, I, these are I, these aren't spoiler alert territories. Right? No, it's We're, not because everybody are, knows. I think now, yeah. right by now, this is a big meme on the internet. A lot I know. of the yeah. people die yeah. at the end. In every, this is always happening. Is super. I, I will say, Aquaman is still in the world where they're probably all spoiler alerts. So let me be careful with this one. Yeah, but you saw this too, right? You saw Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was not bad. Um, so King Orm. Uh-huh. Is one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Orm hopes to unite the underwater clans of Atlantis in order to create an unstoppable army that will destroy life on the planet's landmasses. But Orm is no madman. His genocidal war was not the result of personal trauma or ideological insanity. It is rather a version of self-defense. The surface dwellers dump their trash into the water, uh-huh. strangling sea life. The surface dwellers spew their smoke into the skies, choking the ocean with particulates. The surface dwellers hunt to extinction. The ocean's animals depriving the Atlanteans of uh, conveyances. Humanity must die so Atlantis might live. Again, that's just an environmental argument. 
right? Yeah. I mean, we saw this from Bernie it's Sanders. It's radical envi- environmentalism. Yeah. What's this difference between either one of these arguments, from Thanos or uh, King Orm? What's the difference from Bernie Sanders saying, we must treat global warming as it is a massive military attack and act accordingly? Same thing. It's the same argument. Yeah, it is. But this is what they're saying. They're saying this is their environmental problems are killing Atlantis, so we mm-hmm. must re- you know, respond by killing them all. And this one I did see, which is, when it came out, I thought was one of the most stunning things I've ever witnessed coming out of Hollywood, which was Kingsman, the Secret Service. Now, this would not be one you saw, I don't think. No, I didn't see it. Pretty, one of the most violent movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, Kingsman movies are super violent. Um, I like them. I, I like the first one. They're weird and they're quirky. And they're incredibly violent and disturbing at times, but like it's kind of like James Bond, but it had like it, someone took some level of drugs as they were writing a James Bond script. It's like that yeah. sort of storyline. Um, but Kingsman: The Secret Service um, it was a few years ago. Uh, Kingsman re- featured as a villain a tech guru named Valentine, played by Samuel L. Jackson. The billionaire was so disgusted by humanity's excesses and so riled by uh, the excretions of the masses that he engineered a plot to kill all of us in the most horribly violent manner possible. He invented a device that would cause man to turn against man um, with bare hands and tear each other apart. In so doing, the planet would be cleansed of humanity's foul stench. Uh, Once free of the riffraff, wealthy swells and fabulous celebrities would reclaim the planet for themselves and rebuild the world in their image. Clean, pristine, free of the gauche hordes who have rendered our air travel unbearable and our beaches crowded messes. That is, uh, that's the movie, which it's insane. Mm. I mean, like, this is a guy basically saying global warming so bad we have to kill everyone. I mean, absolutely could be in a Glenn Beck novel, right? Like, it's like... Definitely. That was the storyline to that one. And it's interesting because there is... I I don't think it's... I'm surprised by it. I'm surprised Hollywood has embraced this and basically made in big budget movie after big budget movie environmentalists the, the villains. But they're convenient villains. They make sense as villains because... Taking their claims to their logical ends, they have no choice but to kill everybody on Earth, right? Like, we know the average environmentalist that you know has no interest in killing someone. But, like, if you want get to supervillain area, take their ideological arguments, which is everyone's going to die because of X, Y, and Z. I better kill half of them to save the other half. Right. That starts to make sense when you go down these environmental roads, and it's why people um, have said, you know, Paul Ehrlich is one of them. Um, you know, uh, the, the prince in uh, uh, the UK is one of them. Um, you know, uh, people from environmentalist sites and activist groups have said, you know, human beings are the virus here. The reason we're having these problems is because of human beings. We, if we would just remove human beings, things would be better. Mm-hmm. It's literally how they look at things. So uh, it's not surprising that they're going down this road. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. We're going to pause for just sixty seconds for a message from our friend, evil environmentalist Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, it's smart figuring out who you need to hire to take your business to the next level in 2019. You know what else is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck and hiring the right people. Now, unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds the qualified candidates for you. It has powerful matching technology that nobody else has. It scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and then goes out and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get a qualified candidate fast. 
This is why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. If you love the show, we ask that you support our sponsors. I also want you to know that all of our sponsors are premium. And this is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It seems to me that, you know, we we're just talking about these environmentalist uh, villains uh, here in the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. And uh, why Hollywood is using environmentalism to these radical environmentalists to be the bad guy. Uh, and it's, it happened in uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's, it's the case in Aquaman. And it seems to me, I haven't seen it in a while, but Mission Impossible Fallout the main villain in that, uh, Solomon Lane, his deal is he wants to kill, I think it was 30% of the world's population so that the world order can reset and be better to the planet and and each other. It's it's the same kind of environmental uh, environmentalist message, it seems to me. I, they're doing this in every... Yeah. Maybe it's so they can avoid Muslim terrorists, jihadists. Maybe that's part of it, too. <laughs> yeah, although I'm, I'm actually surprised that would be their priority to defend. I mean, because they did. Obviously, there's been a lot of movies over the years that have touched on that area, mm-hmm. but they are very sensitive about it, obviously. But it's, when that sensitivity really started rearing its head, then they sort of... seems like they went to French guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll do French guys, because they're, they're safe to, to make into villains. And then it turned into maybe Serbians, because everybody hates the Serbians, because the Serbians were evil. But now they've found somebody new that so they can make them Americans, I guess. I, I don't know. But. I don't know. It's an interesting turn of events. I would not have seen that one coming. But it is it, interesting. It's a great, it's an easy villain, right? It's, it's yeah. someone that's that ideologically um, uh, crazy about one particular cause can justify anything. I mean, if, you, if your legitimate argument is, if you take Al Gore seriously and you say what he believes is, 20 you know 20 feet of water is going to come crashing over our shores and mm-hmm. kill millions and millions and millions of people what wouldn't you do to stop that right now for him he won't even retrofit his house with the solar panels <laughs> like you know like which shows what a pathetic hypocrite he is he won't even cancel flights right right like i mean right. and, and so none of these people you can take seriously but he won't you, commit to not flying privately even yeah won't even do that and 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 that was it's that was the case in the Kingsman movie, the billionaire tech guy who wound up trying to kill everybody on the planet, uh, his argument was, we always talk about global warming, but we never do anything about it. We need someone who's going to do something about it. I'm willing to actually make the sacrifice. You want a mass murderer with some ethics. You really do. You do. You and, do. and so it's good that they provided us one. <laughs> well, you know, in real life, Bill Gates is a big population control guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he's not looking to thing. kill people. He, I don't think he wants to kill no. people, but he certainly wants to stop them from being born. Yeah, he wants with, to lower the birth rate. Yes. In, in particularly in impoverished areas. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff he wants to do is is really positive. Uh, some of it is questionable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but like, again, you can, with unlimited resources and that ideology taken to its logical ends... You know, I, you could get there. Like, people start thinking that way. And how do we know Bill Gates isn't a diabolical genius who's plotting to uh, to 
set off nuclear weapons. Uh, too uh, too boring. Major, too, okay. too boring to do that. Yeah, yeah. You need to have true. someone interesting. That's probably and true. And Bill Gates is hard to even get through one of his speeches <laughs> about it. Uh, oh so, uh, I, I I saw Bird Box last night. Did you see that? Oh, this is the one that like forty five million people, according to Netflix, have seen. Yeah, forty five million accounts. Forty five million accounts. So I mean, I watched what it. What is with, that? A hundred million people, right, maybe three people were watching it with us. You know, there was two other people watching it with us last night. So I mean, this is a. It was a. Uh, was I, it worth it? Yeah, it's good. I, I don't. Of course, think, it's include. I mean, it's just free on Netflix. It's free on Netflix. So if you're already on Netflix, I mean, why not give it a shot? I, yeah. I, would, I definitely put it in the category of a quiet place that came out last year. Um, if you remember, with, I want to say mm-hmm. I hate to I hate to do this to him because he ha- he's done other things. But Jim from The Office, <laughs> the star, I just can't. I just love him too much in that role. I love that show too much. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be Jim from The Office. I'm sorry. I, I think he's he's used to it. But he's had it. You know, he's in the uh, Jack Ryan thing on Amazon. Yeah, too. and he was in. 13 was it 13 hours yep which is really good really good and a quiet place i really liked and i really liked this too i thought they were both really good it's but they're Mm -hmm. very similar movies if you've seen one you kind of go down the same Hmm. uh, road it's very similar type of story i think it's quiet place you you can't make any noise and in bird box you can't look at anything kind of the concept So that's, huh. that's an interesting, interesting concept to try to pull and off. Sandra Bullock's well. in it. Yeah, Sandra Bullock and um, John Malkovich, uh, John Malkovich, and a few other stars. Yeah, it was well done. I mean, and it's the fact that like now you're at a point where the the top way to make a movie big is to put it on Netflix. If you want people to see mm-hmm. it, you put it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They're actually now talking about a whole change in the way movies come to you and all that Um, it's already happening and it's already happening we're making that transition because they used to have to spend 20 million dollars to market a movie now they put it on the netflix home screen and pay zero dollars to market a movie i mean that is a big deal and then way more people have seen it and i don't know anybody who i mean i was flipping through that thing last night who's going to give up that subscription it's too good yeah it's like 12 dollars a month and it's just unlimited entertainment and unlimited you're getting big budget hollywood movies now new ones yeah it really is included in the price yeah triple eight seven twenty seven back is our phone number take a 60 second break and and get another message from our our wonderful our wonderful friend friend of the earth glenn beck this is the glenn beck program Let's talk about something real here. You can put off a lot of things in life. You don't have to join a gym. You can clean your gutters, but usually they will rot off your house. But here's another thing you shouldn't put off, and that is getting home security. It's your home. It's your family. It's your stuff. You want to protect it, but there's always something holding you back. And most likely, it's the idea of paying an awful lot of money or paying a middleman and being indebted forever. It also could be the fact that they want you to schedule a six-hour installation window. You don't have time for that. Simply Safe Home Security has gotten rid of all of those reasons not to get home security. And I'm about to tell you how to save a ton, too. These guys are really great. They don't have any contracts. There's no wiring. There's no markup. There's no installation windows. Just professional quality home security with 24-hour professional monitoring. Now you can save hundreds on Simply Safe with their extended holiday sale. Just go to simplysafebeck.com to get this great offer at simplysafebeck.com. Save on home protection today, but hurry. The holiday sale ends January 8th. That's simplysafebeck.com. Seven two seven B E C K, Pat Gray, Stuber Gear for Glenn, uh, who is back on Monday. Now there's a big effort uh, by the Democrats to eliminate the Electoral College, mm-hmm. and this is not I, 
not a surprise to me. I know not a surprise to you, Pat. Um, I, I wrote a piece after the 2016 election, like, you know, the things I learned or observations. And I wrote, uh, uh, if the popular vote estimates hold, which we know that they, they did wind up doing, this will be the second time in five elections Democrats have won the popular vote and lost the presidency. And that just irritates them so much. <laughs> they are going to come after the Electoral College. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. I think this is true, on both sides will, uh, will listen to them. The argument for it is nuanced, and it, and it takes using your brain a little bit, and that's not exactly the American strong point. And it takes right understanding the founders' intent yeah. and why they did what they did. Yeah. And I will say, one of the big problems with it, and the reason why it's a legitimate threat, is one the biggest... The only, as far as I know, Republican who supports getting rid of the Electoral College is Donald Trump. He has Oof. advocated for a national popular vote many times and, and still believes that. That's not one of those things that, you know, he believed in 2000 and now, you know, he's, he's even a after guy. he benefited even from after it, he benefited still... from it. Wow. And his point, which is completely true, is if it was a national popular vote, I would have chased the national popular vote and, and won in another way. Right. Uh, you know, yes. whether that's whether he would have yeah. won or not, I don't know. But I mean, again, you go to population centers, right? You go to mm-hmm. uh, population centers and, and try to get a bunch of people rather than trying to win, you know, uh, you know, Michigan or Wisconsin. Perhaps, and that's one of the things. Uh, that's what will happen. If you go to a popular vote, you'll only have candidates going to Los uh, California. Right. Like, yeah. The Democrats will never leave California. Why? Why would you? <laughs> yeah. Why would you? You and, don't. You don't need Vermont. You don't need Iowa. You don't have to go to Montana. You don't have to pay attention to Utah or Indiana. You just. And this is the reason the founders did what they did. Yeah. Uh, how much time do we have left uh, before break? Okay. So we don't have time to play it here. We we do have. Um, if you want to go on it today, if, if you hear people arguing about this, um, there's a new Prager University out about the electoral college explains it really well explains it well explains how we're not a democracy we're a constitutional republic by the way such a great Um, point yeah and that's important so if you want to go check that out uh, maybe we'll tweet it out here uh coming up because that's something that's important and they one of the first things they did as they got power in the house was introduce a bill to get rid of the electoral college it's amazing can't let it happen Mm -hmm. all right back in a second triple eight seven twenty seven beck is the number it's pat and stew in for glenn on the glenn beck program glenn returns monday It's Pat and Stu uh, for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. We're joined by Jason Buttrell. Uh, What's on your mind today? I wanted to talk about this yesterday. I'm probably going to talk about it a little bit more on the uh, news and why a little bit later. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll have my required sport coat on uh, for when that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But this whole uh, (laughs) thing with this American being arrested in Russia has kind of got me a a little bit fascinated. Um, and especially because I saw a lot of people commenting on mainstream news about how they thought it was leveraged to maybe get Maria Butina um, back as her as their spy. Do you guys remember that story? Yeah, the she Maria was like the, mm-hmm. the relatively hot spy. Is that? Is um, no, that was like Anna Chapman, like oh, way back okay. in the day. This was this was a uh, this was a, oh, this is the gun activist lady. Right, right, right. Yes, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. supposedly she was. I think she actually. Yeah, she did. She actually you know, admitted to conspiracy, not spying, which was interesting. But she admitted and pled guilty to conspiracy. And the thing with her was, and I'll get back to uh, Paul Whelan, the American that was just arrested in Moscow. The thing with her was, is that she was so obviously not a Russian spy trained in Russian tradecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was taking. Do you remember that she uh, she was taking selfies in front of the White House yeah. and posting it? Didn't she actually ask Trump a question at a rally? She did. Yeah. I mean, all the things that you would you think a spy would draw do, attention to yourself. She's doing but, them all. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right, right, she's right. like saying, "Here I am. This is what I'm doing." So, what, basically, what it boils down to is she was working for this guy that was the head of the uh, Russian Central Bank, 
And uh, he's also kind of like a pro-gun guy, um, which is a very strange thing over there in Russia. But he's also a friend of, of Putin, or I guess so he's connected to Putin. And everyone's connected to Putin in some way. <laughs> yeah. But they, they, they drew those connections. They're like, oh, my gosh, Russian spy. She's not a Russian spy. I think she was maybe doing corporate espionage or something like that for her boss, this other guy. Either way, she was doing some things she shouldn't have been doing. But this Paul Whelan guy is very, very similar. So Paul Whelan was a, uh, he was a former Marine. I think he actually got a, a bad conduct discharge. Um, he, uh, he worked for corporate security uh, for some, I don't know, like an auto manufacturer or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's also, surprise, surprise, very, very active on social media. There's this Russian social media thing, like it's compared to Facebook. He's got an account there, a bunch of Russian friends. He's always posting selfies like around Moscow. Very, very, very similar case. Mm. Um, he was picked up uh, as he was going to a friend's wedding in, in, in Russia. And they're, the Russians are obviously claiming that he's a spy. He's some kind of CIA spy or something like that, which is hogwash. Completely ridiculous. First off, he wouldn't be able to pass a security clearance to get uh, to be a American spy if he got a bad conduct discharge. Um, spy work doesn't include uh, taking selfies and posting <laughs> them on social media. <laughs> I mean, since when? So. Unless tradecraft huh. has changed a lot since you know I'm no longer a part of the community. It's not that does that's not involved. I will say though, is there a sub argument to say <laughs> the alibi? Th- that is the normal activity of every human being on Earth. Basically, right. is posting dopey selfies of yourself everywhere you go. Right? Is there a point that if you're not doing it, you start to stand out? <laughs> at some at some point it becomes you you if you don't participate yeah you are now the weird one yeah uh, maybe i mean maybe i maybe i could defend him if he was posting cat videos okay yeah, cat memes or true. something <laughs> like that then i could give that a pass cat memes are i've always been allowed in tradecraft <laughs> yeah, as far right. as i understand mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's since the dawn of time yeah. <laughs> um but so the, the so the bottom line is this guy's not a spy but he very very mimics maria butina a lot now i think where the mainstream uh news uh or the media is kind of diverging here is they're tr- they want so desperately for her to be a putin sent ordered spy mm-hmm. and it's all part of you know russian collusion in some way and you know implicate the gop in some way and that's just not the case uh they're going in that direction but i do see how th- these cases are very very similar i think that we have entered into a stage of kind of like tick for tack you know like yeah. you arrest one of our guys i'll arrest one of your guys um you want leverage for this Fine, we'll take leverage for that. That's kind of how these games work. But now we're, we, we, we've lost the ability to think through these things rationally, and we got to say, oh, this is because these people are colluding with, you know, with this government. Um, we've lost all ability to do that, of course. And it's the same in China, really. China's doing this. We did, the State Department just, did their, uh, you know, just released a statement saying that they're uh, warning people traveling to China. They said that you could be picked up on erroneous, erroneous crimes. Um, they happened to what two, three Canadians recently mm. over there. Again, tick for tack stuff. We rearrested one of their businessmen. Now they're arresting some of uh, uh, Canada's businessmen. It's going to start happening to us. Um, so it's, it's it's a very very dangerous time. Like I, I had a couple of friends that were going to take a protective detail in Russia, and I was like, no, do not. Um, this guy was a this Paul Whelan was a former Marine uh, and did security for a company. These two guys are former like special forces, and they also worked for a very high end contracting military contracting company. Mm. They would pick them up like that. So I'm like, guys, no. But if you are thinking, I've been to Russia twice in the past five six years. I would not go back at all. I wouldn't go to China right now. It's just that dangerous. Really, that's interesting. I, I, I it's it's funny to watch this. And one of the things that's been bizarre about the Donald Trump era is 
because Donald Trump says something is good or bad, the media must take the opposite position on it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's funny to see. I mean, you watch the mainstream media right but now. Many I, Republicans take the same position. Yeah, I think that's true. Trump. And so it's been interesting to watch. Yeah. So many Republicans now think Russia's fine. Yeah. They're our friend. But, They're great. But watch the mainstream media coverage of Russia. Like, all the time, we, we had to pull out Ivan Drago to convince them that they were bad back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. you know, this is, uh, they, Russia was covered in the mainstream media in a complete, like, they made, they, all they tried to do was disprove what Ronald Reagan was saying about them. That they were not, you know, they really the evil empire. They're not really that way. Communism's all not all that bad. Come on. And now they're they're all you watch the mainstream media coverage. They are they take Russia seriously, man. They really do. All of a sudden, they take Russia seriously. Free yeah. trade, man. Have you ever seen the mainstream media be more free trade than they are today? Because they get to <laughs> criticize Trump on the tariffs. So now, all of a sudden, this thing that Ronald Reagan fought for, that the conservative movement looked at as a massive priority. For its entire existence, basically. Now, you turn on CNN and they're saying all these wonderful things about trade. I mean, <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. incredible to watch. It is. Uh, I mean, they will, do, they will do anything. The border wall, we used this example yesterday. It seems impossible to believe. But in 2010, the border wall was a 50-50 issue among Democrats. Whether they Not because they wanted more security. If they wanted to build a physical wall to stop illegal immigrants coming in from Mexico, this was a split issue among Democrats. Yeah. Now it's 89 to 8 opposed. I mean, it, that is a way of, mm. of, of assigning your decision-making process to somebody else. You're sitting back and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I don't know. What does Trump think about it? Oh, he likes it. I hate it. That's crazy. That's letting Trump run your life. The same thing with the media. If, if you say yep. the media praises something and you hate it just because the media hates it, that's letting them run your life. Oh, do you remember how much they loved the Obama line? Uh, the 80s called and they want their policy back. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, right. I mean, you'd never hear them mock that now. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not anymore. That's a great point. I mean, they, they, took, they said, and the reason for that was they're basically our allies. We have uh, Islamic extremists mm-hmm. who are our real enemies, which of course was another example, right? Because yes. Barack Obama was <laughs> yes. saying they are our enemies, not Russia. So the media aligns with that. But back when Bush was saying it's Islamic extremism, they gave every excuse to say it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it really, that is, you are assigning your life to someone else to control. You're mm-hmm. just a puppet. You're just doing the reverse of something instead of doing the exact same thing they're requesting. It's embarrassing. It really is. The, actually, the, the first border, uh, big border push was Operation Gatekeeper, and that was back in the 90s under uh, under Bill Clinton. That was the first one. That was a big border wall that was built down in the San Diego era. Mm. And, uh, oh, you, area. and you could go back to Roosevelt. I mean, you could go back. There's been <laughs> yeah, people who wanted to true. control the border. There's, I mean, this was a massive um, issue for Democrats because of the unions back in the day. The unions did not like all the cheap labor coming in. They, they were not fans of that. This mm-hmm. is before they were like, oh, I want the voters that are going to come in and hopefully become citizens one day. They wanted to stop people crossing the border uh, to lower wages and take jobs from union people because they could undercut the wages so easily. And that was a big priority for Democrats for a long freaking time. And mm-hmm. unions. And even unions now have backed off from that because, you know, the political reality is you have to say illegal immigration, there's no big problem with it if you're a Democrat. That's an amazing way. we tr- Like, these things do not happen because of ideology. They don't happen because of logic. They happen because of political pressures and, and, because no- of power. and nonsense. Yeah, power, nonsense. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. They're just looking to increase their power base. And that's what they, I think that's what they base all of their uh, border uh, thought process on now. Are they, is this going to result in more votes for me down the road? Uh, they don't care about security for the country at all. They don't even worry about it. I, how long do you think, I don't know if you guys talked about this earlier, but how long do you think this shutdown is going? Do you think that, who do you think will cave on this? Do you think Trump caves first? Do you think the Democrats will? Uh, I laid this out a little bit earlier, um, but my belief is there's no advantage for the Democrats to cave on it. The, the, it's Trump's shutdown. He said it was his shutdown. He He said, I'll take all the heat for it. Mm-hmm. And they look at this as the uglier this gets, the more we can put on Trump. Yeah. And so they may cave for something big. If, if you know, there's like already saying like, like they're saying DACA now yeah. is back on the table to yeah. give them DACA, which is a huge thing. It's it's, it's a big. priority for twenty you know twenty years to try to get these quote unquote dreamers. It's, it's a great strategy though for Democrats, especially in twenty twenty, because yeah. if their if their big issue was the people that flipped uh, from Hillary to Trump. Uh, and even some people are just like kind of on the fence about it. Maybe they don't like his, you know, his rhetoric. They agree with his policies, but his rhetoric is enough to, to make them right. vote for somebody else. Um, but if the wall is the biggest issue, you know, I mean, it was like, I don't if the immigration uh, situation happened, I don't think that he's even president today. I, I really don't. I mean, it, that was that was his crowning achievement, his his main torchbearing issue mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Um, yes. So how much of his base is going to vacate if he loses this? I would I say a lot, know. right? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, think really? they thought that in the beginning that, yeah, if he changes on immigration, because that was the big issue. I, I think that's changed now. I, I don't know that there's anything. There's an issue. Really? I don't know if there is anything. We did a show. Remember this, Pat? We did a show calls from people who are big Trump supporters saying, what's the one thing that will change your mind? And overwhelmingly, it was the it, wall. The only, only thing that would yeah. change our mind is the wall. And, and, and now, now I think it's changed. gone from... A uh, full border wall down to a thousand miles of border wall down to 500 miles of border wall down to it's not really a wall it's a fence down mm-hmm. to it's some fence some technology and other things where and we're making some repairs <laughs> and, oh, and we're making by repairs the way, we're right? paying like, for it with a new trade deal that's yeah. not even enforced and yet. lindsey yes. graham went as far as to call it a metaphor not really yeah. an yeah. actual physical a metaphor, thing right <laughs> so, so yeah. i mean I, I, I don't know i i think you know well if he if he were to i mean he did get heat though for abandoning this when he when it, it was reported. about to say yeah he, yeah. Did, he, he came on fox news yeah which was great fox I, news rush limbaugh like a lot of his yeah. big supporters were like you know look what are you doing here i mean he and let's not sell that lightly he he was backing down from the wall uh, he, Sarah, Sarah was, Sanders yeah, said, "Look, we, we'd rather have the government, uh, you know, open than you know, than, you know, than, than than risk this." So he backed down, and then everybody in mass just went after him like crazy. He flip flopped back over. So he's got to be scared about that. His pollers are definitely scared about that because I'm sure they're the ones that convinced him to you know reverse course. Yeah, and, and I think I do think though the Democrats think. I'm not saying they're right because they miss on this stuff all the time, but I think they think they're in a good position here because one. Trump has already said it's his shutdown and it's about the wall. Two, uh, if it gets uglier, they're going to be able to heap more blame on him and they can try to get either a giant thing that they want like a DACA or uh, they can just wait it out and wait for him to fold. Because, you know, the other thing about the border is it's very, it's popular among talk radio listeners. It's popular among Republicans in general. It's uh, It polls at 76 to 19 among Republicans, right? So it's a very popular proposal. Currently, though, it's 89 to 8 among Democrats against it, and Jeez. it's posed 62 34 <laughs> among Repu- uh, independents. So overall polling is 60 to 37 opposed to building a wall right now. Wow. Now, a lot of that's because Trump isn't a particularly popular president overall in the country. Like, he's, a, he's popular among his base, but that's about it. 
So part of that, as we talked about with the Democrats moving so far on that issue from 50-50 basically to 89 to 8, part of that's Trump related. But it's not a it's not a an issue that the majority of the country is particularly passionate about getting done. They actually oppose it. <laughs> the funny thing about this is there's no fiscal conservatives left in the GOP, pretty oh, much. Oh, no. uh, I mean, some are in the Freedom Caucus, I guess. Yeah, maybe but a, there's a few. They're not very loud, at, at least. Um, so you actually, what's funny is you actually have some Republicans that are against this because they don't care about spending money. And all the Democrats <laughs> have never cared about spending billions. <laughs> and, this is $5 billion. That's nothing to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, screw it. You know, like $5 billion. It's true. You know, I Except use that now to, they're acting like, oh, my gosh. No, we can't set the budget that on fire much? like that. Five billion? That's wasteful spending. I was like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't say that on anything else that you would want to build. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's a great point. And, <laughs> and, and what they're trying to do is use this, though, to pressure those vulnerable Republicans in the Senate. Like Cory Gardner is the big example. Now, first of all, Cory Gardner banned birth control. And that must have been that. expensive. It was very expensive that. to do. Um, but he, you know, he's it's already true, come sweet out and said... He did. Yeah. And so... He's already come out and said, we got to open the government. We can't do this. <laughs> did you try the gas station? Yeah. Come on. Right. <laughs> I that memorized. Yeah. That's so great, good. Great ad. God, that's a great ad. But they're already pressuring people like that who are up for re-election soon and in purplish states. You know, it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting road. Um, all right. Jason's going to join us on News and Why It Matters uh, later on today. It's uh, Pat and Stu here uh, for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. So who's going to Pat and Stu, by the way, for Glenn, uh, who returns on Monday? Who's going to cave on this uh, border thing? I can tell you that the Democrats think they're in, the, in a winning position. And here's evidence of it. They are currently talking about giving DACA the you know dreamers, making them legal. Um, in exchange for $5 billion of border wall funding. That's what Trump is requesting. And the Democrats are saying no, no. to that deal. They're mm-hmm. saying no to that deal. One year ago, one year ago, the Democrats offered full border wall funding for that same program. For DACA. For DACA. So, wow. I mean, now wow. it's down to, what, a quarter of the wall? And the Democrats are the ones saying no to it. That's how far this has come in the last year. Uh, so they may be wrong, but they think they're in the winning position, which makes me think they're going to stick this out as long as as long as they can. All right, Glenn's back on Monday. Talk to you then. You're listening to Glenn Beck.